All right, everybody. Welcome to What the Fuck is Wrong with People podcast. Here we go. How's everybody doing today? I am your host, Joel, and with me is Amanda. Hi. How are you doing today? Good. How are uh, you? 50 uh, 50, I guess. We got a lot of snow outside, but we are all recovered from COVID. Right? Are you, are you fully recovered? I am. Okay, good. Just make, hold on. Just check your temperature. You're good. Okay. Because our whole family came down with COVID. That was awesome. I ended up in the ER. It was a great time. It was super fun. Did you like, that was another snowstorm. You drove me to the hospital in I a did. snowstorm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I, and then you left me there for like four hours. I didn't know where I was. Well, in, in the ER, you can't have uh, visitors. Oh, yeah. I was so scared. what was I going to do? I don't know. I think I, I went home, to yeah. took a nap. All Shut right, up. whatever. So anyway, this podcast for people that are listening for the first time, uh, it, you know, obviously self-explanatory, what the fuck is wrong with people. What we like to do is we just like to sit down. We like to look through uh, odd news stories, stuff on the internet, social media, any of that kind of stuff. Anything that makes you say to yourself, what the fuck is wrong with people? I've seen a lot of that lately, especially with everything going on in the world. You don't ever see anything like that, do you? Nah, I didn't, no. didn't think so. Didn't think so. But anyway, let's just get into it. I got a re- I'm pretty excited, actually, today. We got a really great guest. Um, I'm going to try to fit all his accolades into the music portion of the intro here. I might run out of breath. I don't know. So here we go. He is the co-host of the Jason Ellis Show podcast, the host of the Tully Show podcast. He's a New York Times best-selling author, a comedian, a Billboard chart-topping musician, an Avian Award-nominated screenwriter. He's a sandwich man in a noodle family. Everybody, welcome Michael Tully. What's going on, Tully? I am a sandwich man in a noodle family. Did I say that? <laughs> I think I might have. Yeah, you did, and it stuck with me for some reason. I don't know why. It's a pretty, uh, you can tell a lot about a person from their starch of choice. Yeah. And I've that's, always said. Whew, yeah. And that's why we are always trying different diets. We're trying keto. We're trying this. We're trying that. Nothing ever works. I just jump into back into sandwiches and mashed potatoes. <laughs> it's just, I don't know what to do anymore. Carbs. Yeah. So uh, for the people that don't know anything about you, um, yep. I'd just like to start out, like uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about where you came from, where what you did with your life so far, where you are now, where you're going, what the hell is happening? Well, you covered the most important part, which is that I'm an AVN-nominated <laughs> screenwriter. Uh, it was always a passion of mine to write <laughs> uh, pornography, right. cinematic pornography. I just – I saw uh, I saw a whole – I was just so tired of um, – you know, pizza boys and, you know, cockthirsty milps. And I was like, somebody, this is, this is waiting for, this medium is really waiting for a, a genuine auteur. So uh, I, I mainly focused on writing uh, pornographic films. Yeah. And uh, in my spare time, I, I do all the other stuff you said. Right. That's pretty good. No. And yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, it is funny. I, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it says that on your Tully show no, it's true. podcast. It's act- it, it is true. Yeah, I know it's true, but it's funny that that's like one of the only things it says on your Tully show. Like it says like one other thing and then it says AVN. I'm, you know, I'm like. Is it really? Yeah, it's hilarious. There's so many slug lines on the internet. I still look at things that say I'm on Sirius XM. And I mean, I, I don't mean things people are saying about me. I mean things I've written about myself. And it's like <laughs> whack-a-mole trying to all of descriptions you write and save on this site that becomes part of the feed for that site. But yeah, um, yeah, little known fact, there is no 
There is no real life Randy Stroker. That Aww. was my pen name when I wrote pornography. <laughs> yeah, that uh, man, I've been so I don't know if you remember this. This is just I just want to throw this out here. It's been almost six years now. I recorded a test podcast and I actually sent it to you. And I was like, hey, man, like I listen to you guys every day. Would you mind listening to this and give me some feedback? And you did, which was awesome. And that uh, was nice of me. Yeah, you're <laughs> very nice. Yeah. yeah, and I can't believe I looked at the original recording, and that was almost six years ago. And then I finally started this, like, what, three months ago? Yeah, about. Yeah. So you can tell how enthusiastic and you know procrastination. That's me. Uh, you should see. You should see how long my projects, my musical projects. Like I have, I have a song I've been rec- literally a one song I've been recording for. Well, I, I wrote about my son as a baby, like every songwriter eventually right. does the corn thing and writes about it. my kid had just turned nine. And the song still is not available. <laughs> it's still not available for release. So you're, I, I feel your pain, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a musician as well. I was a touring musician for a long time. And oh, yeah. yeah, same thing, man. Like it's, I still, all of a sudden I get in this groove and I go down and I record some stuff, but all of the songs are not finished. What kind of stuff did you play when you toured? Oh, man. So as everybody started out when they were a kid, punk rock, of course. And then uh, so just crappy stuff. And then went to like a funk, hip hop, jazz. And then after that, went to electronic rock and then back to punk. But it was more, you know, like good, like actually, you know, good melodies and all that kind of stuff. Propagandi? Uh, Yeah. I mean, like Goldfinger and... You know, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, stuff like that. Did you like did you at any point ever like cake? Um is I think is it cake? Uh or is it president no, that's President's United States. But cake, I mean everybody, you know, that grew up in the nineties and stuff like that, of course, they heard it on the radio. I never got yeah. into their deep stuff. No, because some people did. Some people would actually back cake in a major way, and I feel like your musical trajectory very closely resembles that of someone who would get into Oh, Most of the oh. cake guys that I know are guys who went through, went from like popular, accessible, garagey stuff into now I've got some theory and I know jazz and stuff into now he's got a DJ rig. I don't know why this guy's all like, I thought I was going to bl- fucking blow your mind. <laughs> you really, How did you know that I like, but I, I oh guess my, my one goodness. You, um, you had, you're the same as one friend of mine, but, he liked <laughs> but the thing, the funny thing is, is yeah, like, yeah, jazzy funk, but. I, my, so my oldest brother, he's a music professor, writes symphonies and orchestras. He works for the largest music publisher in the world, like all that kind of stuff. Right. My dad was a professional trumpet player. And then I was the kid that's like, fuck this. I'm dropping out of school. I'm going to just, you know, tour and be a rock star. So I did it the complete opposite way. My jazz wasn't jazz. It was, you know, jazz that I had to learn just because that's what the other guys wanted to play. I mean, I didn't even want, I didn't even want to play drums. I wanted to play guitar, but they're like, your brother's got a drum set, so you can play drums, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, oh when, when, when you said you were a musician, I, I didn't realize you were a drummer. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> How does he just go from genre to genre? Oh, because it's a bass. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, oh, just, it's just it. the backbone of the band. I mean, it's just the give me, guy give that... Me, give, me a, give me a brush. I got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Um so, yeah, I mean, like uh, you were a musician and like you just said, and uh, there was an interesting fact that I actually read um, because, you know, you did have, was it the Billboard in Canada or in the United States? And we were on, I think we did really well in the Billboard in Canada, but 
I have, I don't know where it is. It's somewhere in my house, the actual Billboard chart. We were in the Billboard Top 200 album chart. I can't believe I don't know the number off the top of my head because it <laughs> used to be right over my toilet. So every time I peed, I just right. looked at Alicia Keys was on the cover that week. And we, I, we, it wasn't even like we didn't just barely make it. We might have been like 160 That's or awesome. something. We were, I mean, I mean, bear in mind, this is solidly in the era when like 50,000 albums would get you a number one right. album. Like we never, ever, 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 ever would have made it when there was still a music industry. But yes, it yeah. is true. Because uh, the funny thing I found, because that was with Taint Stick, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I, on the Wikipedia, the one award that it shows, do you, do you have any idea what it is? Did we also get an AVN award? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. That, uh, it, Taint Stick. Gibson Guitars selected Taint Stick as one of today's worst band names. Yeah, that is true. And you know what? A lot of that stuff is like bought and paid for. Like the label knows a couple people who right. can pull a string and you get on the hot up and coming whatever thing. That was legitimate. I don't think anybody knew anybody. Somebody at Gibson actually heard about us. Oh, that's, that's so funny. So, I mean, that's like I said, I, I told you before we started, I like stupid stuff more than not stupid stuff. Like, right. It means so much more for me. That it, like that means way more to me than if Gibson had put me in some little website about like, this guy's got an okay lead on this one song. <laughs> it's so much cooler to me that Gibson thinks we're stupid. No, that, yeah, that I, I'm the same way. I would take that over anything. Um, yeah. And speaking of stupid stuff, um, I forgot that. Yeah. This, uh, I got this. This is pretty interesting right here. I was looking through the news today, and uh, Oklahoma lawmaker wants to create an official Bigfoot hunting season. Have you seen this? Yeah. I saw the headline. It's been, we have a shared news doc that we use for the Jason Ellis show. And oh, I've, okay. been, I've been, I've been punting on that one for like a week. So I haven't actually, I haven't actually looked at it. So is this guy doing it? I my first, you know, as somebody who traffics in stupid news professionally myself, <laughs> like I'm always like, it's not fun if they know it's funny. Right. Like, does this guy, does this guy know he's being funny? <sighs> this is the thing. You know, the article starts out, he says, I want to be really clear that we are not going to kill Bigfoot. That's what Justin Humphrey, the Republican behind the bill, told the Oklahoman newspaper. We are going to trap a live Bigfoot. We are not promoting killing Bigfoot. We are promoting hunting Bigfoot, trying to find evidence of Bigfoot. So he's, I'm pretty sure he's fucking serious. In Oklahoma. Yeah. Not traditionally thought of as prime Squatch territory. Right. And then uh, let's see here. It says... Uh, the Wildlife Conservation Commission, uh, it would actually cause them to create rules, dates, license, all these fees, and just to establish this Bigfoot hunting season. Now, they talk about, okay, maybe it'll bring some tourism. But I was yeah, I would think I would think that the licenses would more than pay for themselves. I think people would want to buy an official like state sanctioned Bigfoot hunting license. <laughs> no, I'm so totally serious. Oh I think yeah, that could be like that could generate income for sure. But do you? I was thinking. If those people, the people that actually believe in Bigfoot mm -hmm. and want to find them and spend their whole life finding them, are those the kind of people that you want coming and being your tourist? Um, that's one way of looking at it. I would, I would encourage you to look to the other side of that coin, which is right. what if we could successfully get all of the people who think um, Sasquatch is real to go to Oklahoma, and stay there. <laughs> stay there. <laughs> yeah. That's that. That is a good, and uh, that would be a, a major win for the other forty nine of us. Do you guys have a? Uh, do you have a local creature of lore in the Wisconsin area? Werewolf. Like I'm from. Hmm? We have a werewolf. Oh, for real? Yeah. 
Yeah, so we live right outside of Milwaukee. We're right on the border in a town called Menominee Falls. I know Menominee Falls, sure. Yeah, and uh, so there's a... The My wife went to high school there. What? Know. Oh, really? I've totally, I've totally heard of that. Okay, yeah, it's also where, uh, I mean... Hold on. Keep talking. Oh, yeah, uh, where Andrew Hurley, the drummer of Fall Out Boy, he went to high school there, too. Oh, wow. Well, that maybe that's why I've heard of it. Yeah, and... Uh, but yeah, it's right on the border of Milwaukee, and then right next to it is a little place called Germantown, and basically, yep. Uh-huh. yep so that's where they say there's a werewolf. Yes, off a whole hill road. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the turkeys. Oh, okay, yeah, turkeys. Turkeys. turkeys on the road. He's probably talking about. They are. Yeah, there's a there's a, like a little neighborhood in uh, in in Milwaukee proper, like that has street turkeys. You guys don't know this. <laughs> well, it's I a mean, real thing. No, I grew up in a suburb, like I said, and there was always turkeys and they were dangerous. I mean, they would, there was accidents, a woman right down the street from my house, driving her car, turkey jumped up, smashed her windshield. She was dead. I mean, it. Yeah. No, they're, 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 they're brutal animals. Turkeys. We have to, I mean, Thanksgiving, we need to kill them or else they'll, you know. Yeah. Screw the pardon. Get them all out population. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, they're more delicious and more dangerous deer. So. (laughs) Killing them makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because like I'm from New Jersey, and we had we had the Jersey Devil, right? It's like the seventh son of the seventh son of some inbred Bruce Springsteen fan that yeah. uh, lived in like the Pine Barrens is what they call the shitty middle part. I, I've never been there. I assume it's shitty of uh, Central New Jersey, and I just, it's fun when people have their have their their knockoff Bigfoots. I guess <laughs> Oklahoma had to import and import. The the big ticket. Uh, what did what did we have a while ago? Oh, the Milwaukee Lion. Yeah, yeah, that was like probably seven years ago, six or seven years ago. It was just wandering around. Well, there, was, there was a lion. It was a lion. Oh, like yeah, yeah. And I remember when I was younger, there was well, I guess not younger. I'm an old man now, but like I was in my twenties. I was going to work, and I worked in Milwaukee, and there was all these fire departments. There was a bear in a tree just in the city, just hanging out. I think so, it escaped like exo- from the exotic, zoo. Are they exotic pets that get away? We do, that we would, do have a lot it. of people that have exotic pets in inner city Milwaukee, and that's where they're thinking this this uh, lion came from. Yeah. And then it just disappeared. Like it just fell off the face of the earth. No one yeah. ever talked about it again. It was just like people were tracking it and it kept going further and further north. And then all of a sudden after like two weeks, it was gone. Yeah. But yeah. Canada's problem now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, this so this guy with the Sasquatch hunting license, I mean, just to tell you what kind of person he is, the whole article ends with, he made national headlines in 2017 when he proposed a law that would make it illegal for a woman to have an abortion without the man's consent. He told okay. uh, the Intercept that he preferred the term "host" for pregnant women. That sounds like okay. an alien. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's like when you tell me two weird things about somebody, it's like you know you got to like triangulate something. I'm like I put okay, so he's Bigfoot guy. There's like one push pin, and then you tell me the okay the weird restrictive far right uh, abortion stuff, and you're like okay, so he's now I, I need <laughs> one more so I can place exactly what right. sort of creep you're talking about. Yeah, when you say host, then I mean it's just weird how trolling is like a legitimate um, uh, political career path. My wife had a boyfriend who lived in Menominee Falls, so there you go. Oh, okay, there you go. Maybe it was Andrew Hurley. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All the dots. She told me she'd never heard Fallout Boy. Oh, that was lies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, that's pretty funny. 
Uh, next little story here. I mean, what would you think if you were on an airplane and somebody died? What would you expect the air, airline to do? Um, I guess it depends. What? Where? <laughs> like, what where fuck? are you? Like, are you over the sea? Like, you're gonna well, land as soon as possible. Okay, that's what. You, what do you think? What do you think they would do? I guess if you're okay. <laughs> I guess if you're over land, they should land as soon as possible and get the body off. I would. I guess the question is, if you're over the ocean, if you're more than halfway to where you're going, of course, you have to keep going. Um, and then the question becomes, how do we deal with the situation in the in the cabin for now? The other question is, if you're not halfway, do you turn back? Right. And my guess is my guess is that you don't. OK, um, so this is the, Do they just buckle them in and well, hold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fasten your seatbelt. So yeah, you're sitting next to him. That's what you get for taking basic economy. <laughs> right. So of course this comes from a TikTok user. Her name is Sheeny Weenie. That's that's pretty Fair. cool. Yeah, of course. So she posts videos online on TikTok detailing her experiences as a flight attendant. So she gives passengers inside secrets, tips, tra- when traveling, blah, blah, blah. Um, but she released a TikTok that hit 2.8 million views after she was asked what happens if someone dies during a flight. And uh, people were pretty shocked. So it seemed to hope that most people, like you guys said, you know, okay, well, we land as soon as possible. That's what we should do or whatever the case is. But she said, "Ah, if somebody's already incapacitated, you know, and they're laying in their seat and you know they're dead and everybody around them knows they're dead, you know, they obviously check for a pulse. So that's good. You know, you just don't want to take guy in 7C that's had a bunch of liquor bottles. Mm -hmm. But if they had a heart attack... And they're literally, there's nothing they can do. They can't do CPR. They can't do anything. Uh, they just continue on. They just leave them in the seat. At one point, do they, so you said, obviously, they check and make sure they're dead. At what point do they strongly suspect you're dead <laughs> enough that they check your pulse? Because, like, I was really behind on uh, uh, the whole, like, getting prescription drugs illicitly to knock yourself out when you fly thing i didn't realize that that was what everybody else on the plane was doing i used to be like a dick where i'd get on a red eye at like 10 and i would like have a drink and put my light on and be like i'm gonna read until i fall asleep and i was like i'm the only person on the plane who has the light on i am the asshole i don't understand how every single one of you just walked on a plane and fell asleep. <laughs> and it took me like three years of that happening over and over to go, oh, you're all on drugs. Right. Every single one of you is on drugs. And I still don't know where to get those drugs. I just know that I'm supposed to have – so I just drink before I get on so I can fall asleep with the rest of them. But like people knock out very, very hard. I've, I sat next to a guy one time who fully had – like a brownie or something leaking out of his <laughs> mouth while he was sleeping. Like there are many people who could be presumed to be potentially dead on airplanes. Do they like, if you take a red eye, do they check everybody's pulse? Oh man, I don't know. But I, I guess if somebody's sitting next to him and I, you know, that is a good question. They don't talk. I mean, maybe sheeny weenie should be a little more specific. I mean, that's kind of a, uh, the only way they know is if the middle seat has to pee, oh, and they can't get it. It's well, the only, 
the only way of knowing. You can't That's pee, true. and he's dead. Right. And, and can't pee. <laughs> so she did go on to say, if there's enough room on the plane, you know, like one of the back rows is open, we'll move the body to the back, you know, try and lay him down, put a blanket over him. So that, you know, that's... Wait, I, I, I don't know if I believe, I don't know if we take everything Sheenie Weenie says as gospel, like, because... That would imply that Sheenie Weenie has encountered this situation like at least five times, probably right. more. Like and mm-hmm. does Sheenie Weenie personally throw Uh-oh. corpses over her shoulder and move them into the? <laughs> it's, it's a, hey, hey, man, it happens. You know, if you're if you're gonna go if you're gonna go back and forth across the country three times, somebody's gonna die. And, right. Pretty soon know, the cops is, should look at her, man. What the fuck? Maybe she's got something. Sheenie. Yeah. <laughs> But she got a bunch of questions hoping people misunderstood like what that, you know, are you serious? Like, what if someone's sitting next to the dead body and, you know, on the flight? And she said, huh, well, then I guess they're sitting next to a dead body. That can't be true. Vouchers. (laughs) Right. Here's your, here's your hundred dollars. There's seats like in the back where. What if it's a full, what if it's a completely full flight? Where staff sits. Then they. Put the dead person where staff sits, and then one of the staff but, members. But those aren't usually like permanently set up seats. Right. Those are usually like that they like flip down off the wall and then. But flip back still, up. they still have like buckles and stuff, don't well, they? They do have buckles. You just buckle. Them I don't in know if you've seen just... Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, you corpses, beat you beat me to it. <laughs> you fucking beat me to it. That was my neck. He's not going to stay there. They just put sunglasses on right. him and a hat. And I literally. I literally have that written right here. Like if I wish I was on that because I would totally weekend. You know, somebody at some point has weekend at Bernie's all the flights to Vegas, all the people coming back from Vegas or, you know, all these debauchery places. Somebody had to have died and Sheenie Weenie was there to, you know, let them know what to do. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. She was there. Yeah. So when did you learn your left and rights? Me? Sure. Um, I specifically remember this. Oh. I think I was like four. Whoa. That's pretty good. Yeah, because like we took, my my grandma used to watch me after like school or kindergarten or whatever, and we took the same way home every day, and I just like figured it out. You'd stop, and it was either you go left or right, and then I okay. figured it out. What 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 do you sure, think? I'm not sure that my son knows. Yeah, I keep trying to tell him, and I've tried to, you know. Yeah, the L thing. Right. <laughs> Where's the L? It's pretty easy. Well, yeah, I I don't know. I was late to a lot of. I was the last kid in kindergarten to learn how to tie my shoes, so I'm guessing I didn't know my left from right at that point. Okay. Well, if you're if you want to, and your son, if you're if you're worried about it, you could take him down to the local tattoo shop um, because. Mm-hmm. This is really weird. So this girl in Australia, she faced uh, ridicule growing up because she constantly was mixing it up. You know, she was getting made fun of. But now she's 23 years old. Okay. And she was on, she was like a navigator for some, you know, um, weird navigation, like, uh, let's say a scavenger hunt, I think it was for, you know, just like an outing with her friends. And she made them go wrong ways. She said left when she meant right. She's 23 fucking years old and she doesn't know her left and rights. Right. She literally, well, yep, yeah, right. And she literally went and got L and R tattooed on her hands because she was sick of it because she is 23 years old and she still doesn't know left and right. Good for her. What? She's compensating. No. <laughs> At least she, she figured it out. Like she did something to solve the problem for herself. But- she sounds like one of those people who's like, I. I could be wrong. I feel like she's sometimes you can be so dumb that you're just happy all the time. 
You know, like I think that you can either be some some people who are really, really dumb or angry all the time because I think on some level they know that everybody knows everything that they don't know and they yeah. have the furrowed brow. But she sounds more like somebody who's like a like ignorance really can be bliss. And if you're so stupid that you Man. don't know left and right and you literally just cannot master that knowledge like that actually sounds like a developmental mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a doctor or anything. And to just go, well. Obviously, this problem isn't going to take care of itself. So down to the tattoo shop we go. Like oh. I, I, I think it would be a vacation to spend a day inside her brain. Yeah, and I, I mean, what you said. Burdened by about the high level stuff <laughs> oh. that you know that's going on in the world that you like. I can't. My wife just told me that there's guys in China. I guess everybody knows this, but me who work, they're Americans, and they are in the Chinese embassy in Wuhan. I think. And um, so as like a little bit of like a staff morale joke kind of thing, they got T-shirts made up that they were the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, my logo. God. But instead of Wu-Tang, it said Wuhan. Right. But the people locally, whoever it was, the local poobah, mistook the Wu-Tang symbol for a bat. And so they took it to mean that these guys, these Americans at the American embassy had made a shirt that said Wuhan with a bat on it. And they took that to be like a crass coronavirus uh, joke. So these guys have been in jail in China for like months and nobody get them out. And you hear that kind of stuff and it gives you this shudder for what is the future of humankind. If America doesn't destroy itself as a house divided – what do we have to expect? What do my children have to expect from a world in which China is the lone superpower? Oh, my you God. You know who's not worried about that right now? The girl who fucking tattooed right. <laughs> uh, Well, <laughs> He's living the dream. Yeah. And that reminds me, like, as soon as you said that, um, there's a Green Day song, and one of the lyrics always sticks out to me. He says, am I retarded or am I just overjoyed? Yeah. Yeah. There you go, man. Same thing. So that's what it reminds me of. But, There's a lot to be said for being simple. Yeah. And I think I found one of the answers, though. She's a communications major. Oh, well, yeah, yeah that's not a real major. No. I was one of those. <laughs> well, well, nah, you know, you went to Oxford, didn't you? Eventually. Okay. You know what's what's stupider than needing to get uh, L and R tattoo in your hands is spending over $100,000 to have a communications. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, I have, it, that's always been a joke I always talked about. I'm like, communications major. I'm like, man, I don't know. But you can't, I can't say anything. I didn't go to college at all. Look at me here communicating. I know, right? Over the internet, if you know, of all things. I'm very good at talking. Yeah. That's, open my uh, mouth and push, it just comes out. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> Well, you've made a pretty good career out of it so far, so that's pretty so sweet. So far, so good. Hell yeah. Um, now, we've talked about this on every single episode, I think, so far, but I have an update. Okay? So okay. the first guest we had, he is a conspiracy theorist. He's got like a big show, uh, radio show, podcast. He films all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, I don't know if you remember. I don't I think everybody in the country knows like when everything was going down in Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin and, uh, the black lives matter stuff. And they were burning things down and a guy came from Illinois and shot some people and killed them and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah. So he, he like gets in the middle of all this stuff and he follows him around and he, he's just insane. But anyway, he was on the show, the podcast, the first episode, and he was, he ran for the transhumanist party for president which is interesting is, you know, by itself, but the guy that beat him out, his name is Ben Zion. And he actually 
is known for scraping cells out of his cheeks and growing his own meat from his own cells in a Petri dish. Okay. Yeah. That's the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. This is going to be good because this freaks me out. And, uh, I found an update now they're saying that you may soon, uh, be able to eat yourself like, and it'll Mm -hmm. be a lot more literal. Like they're going to start a do it yourself meal kit for growing steaks made out of your own human cells was nominated right. for design of the year in a London at a London uh, design museum. Oh God! Why not eat yourself? You know where uh, you've been. That and that's exactly that. I can't believe how casual you are about this. I've been fifteen years of doing the Jason Ellis show. Oh uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> sort of ponder the imponderable in a really, really uh, way. Yeah. So this kit would come uh, with everything, man. You need, yeah, I don't. Ugh. I think that be like this guy but like i'd rather eat myself than a factory chicken and i eat factory chickens all the time yeah i don't know man i just picture myself because it's i guess i I guess i lost the room but no i the thing is is that i always think about this and we i asked everybody like when we talk about this i'm like okay fine if you were going to make meat out of yourself what kind of meat would you like like i said like or oh that's easy okay good Oh, I <laughs> I said like a really really thin sliced, like you know Joel Arby's special because a thick steak. I mean, I just can't imagine biting into that. Don't they and, need cells from that specific muscle though? To I don't. They always. How does that work? I don't know. They do just, just say steak. Awesome, awesome point, Amanda. Right? I just changed yeah. my answer. <laughs> she just changed. <laughs> what? So I don't know. What's your answer? So, uh, Right. So texturally, texture is going to be the whole issue because like any kind of you can season it. And and as long as it's not gamey and I'm guessing I'm not gamey because I'm not grass fed. Um, I like I eat I eat a pretty corn heavy diet, so I should be pretty nicely marbled and finished. I should should have a pretty round flavor, but texturally, that's going to be your issue. Mm -hmm. I don't want a me steak. I'll try it, but I don't relish the thought of having a me steak. Making a bolognese out of myself, mm. I really cannot see being problematic. Ground beef with tomato sauce and cheese and um, eggs and breadcrumbs. But you're right. If we are culturing the cheeks and we're going to have cheek meat, Ugh. now I'm now I'm going to have to learn mm-hmm. how to make authentic street tacos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Because yeah. I talked about other people. My stepdad, he's a hunter, and uh, he had me try deer heart. Mm-hmm. And ah oh, man, the texture—I just couldn't get over it. I couldn't do it. Awful is awful is tough. It's the I, I, you know half Japanese person. I've eaten a lot of organ meat, and I don't never eaten. Well, okay, livers. I really like livers. I yeah. like anything's liver, but I anything like liver. other than a liver that's like a little bit tougher, like that, where it's like meat meets ligament texture. I'm just like you can't. There's you you, you can't tell me you like this better than like the good parts. This yeah. is this is survival food. This is. You know, dear heart is for fucking the day before you finally just off yourself. In the wilderness <laughs> you realize you're never going to find the road. You know? And oh. what's crazy is I hear from a lot of hunters because we're here in Wisconsin. I hear sure. I hear a lot of people, hunters, they're like when they were little kids, the first deer that they shot, the ritual was you would take the heart out and take a take bite, a bite of out it. of it. Yeah. Right. Ugh. Yeah. 
like a savage. Yeah, that I don't know. And like you said, right in the article, it says growing yourself ensures that you and your loved ones will always know the origin of the food and uh, how it's been raised and that the cells were acquired ethically and consensually. Is there a price on that kit? Uh, no, they said it's not available yet. <laughs> Surprise. So, I mean, but it, like, you know, Tully said, it could be the future, especially if you get all these, you know, people that are, you know, save the animals and all that kind of stuff. Or if you really believe that, you know, cows emit enough gas to ruin the world. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't think of uh, a vegan objection to that, even if it's the health thing. You can't tell me that like a tiny little bit of animal protein that you know is totally clean and ethical. Like I, I, I can't – unless you just don't want meat. There are people out there who really feel that way. I can't see how you could say that like eating four ounces of you per week is going to seriously fuck up your vegan health program. <laughs> I just, that can, that's cannibalism though. No, they say it's not. Oh, Yes, it is. You're eating a person. Yeah, but they say it's eating you. yourself isn't considered cannibalism. But then you get the taste. Mm-hmm. Of human flesh. It's all the fun it. of cannibalism without the social taboo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe this is how the zombie apocalypse starts, too. All right. Because now you're like because craving it. Yeah. Or you eat yourself and then that makes you make more of yourself because your cells regenerate. Oh. So when you eat the next time, you're eating yourself, eating yourself and so on and so forth. Oh. And then you become a copy of a copy of a copy until we become sort of subhuman, quasi-human. Zombie-ish, you might say. We're fucked. But on that note, we're just going to take a quick little sponsor break because it has something to do with eating yourself. Capitalism? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Do you like all-natural meats? Do you want to know exactly where that meat you are eating is coming from? Then stroll on down to Big Ben's Burger Barn. Here at Big Ben's Burger Barn, all our meats come from me. I produce all the meats from the cells I gather from my cheeks, and I grow those meats right here in my basement. So come on down to Big Ben's Burger Barn. Just listen to what this customer had to say about my burger. Mmm, get me a Ben Zion Burger. Oh. Big Ben's Burger Barn, come eat me. All right, so we're back. That was, uh, you know, we luckily got that sponsor just because of all this. We talk about it every episode, so that's pretty sweet. That's great. That's one more sponsor than I have on my show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so you, uh, like we talked about earlier, you're a musician. I mean, you've mm -hmm. been on the the radio, satellite radio. You have the podcast, all that stuff. And you've interviewed a bunch of different people. Yeah. You've interacted with probably a bunch of crazy people. Is there... I guess so. Yeah. Is there any stories that stuck, like stick with you or have stuck with you where after they left or after, you know, you, let's say, even if it was a music related thing and you, after a show or anything and you were like, what the fuck is wrong with them? Like, and it's still to this day, you remember it. Hmm. That's a really good question. And I probably have 10 good answers <laughs> and I can think of none of them at the moment. The one that comes to mind, which is definitely not the best example that's ever happened to me is Ed Asner is still in the public life and should not be. He's like 96 years old, Ed Asner from the Mary Tyler Moore show. And you see the voice of the old guy in up. And, um, he, uh, I think he said that he had just gotten divorced 
And I think the woman, the implication was that the woman had only married him for her money, that she was not actually truly deeply sexually in love with 93-year-old Ed Asner, <laughs> however they were old he was when they got married. And she took him for a ride and he needed to pay for the divorce. So he was in like a, a play or something and he was promoting it. And he pretty openly said that he didn't want to be in a play or be oh. much less be talking to us about it. And I remember he was chewing gum. And when he walked out of the studio and we were done, he just casually spat the gum on the floor. And I didn't take that to be like um, on carpet. I didn't take that to be, I think he was on some level trying to fully communicate. I do not give a fuck at all, but I also took that to mean that, Maybe it was time that you take grandpa out of circulation. (laughs) Like that's what you would do if your dad started doing that. You would stop bringing him places. And I think that I got the impression that that was what uh, should happen with with Ed Asner. Um, uh, Oh, do you know the chick? I didn't didn't interview her, but who's the – why am I blanking? Who's the woman who sings at last? You know, the – At last – Helen, I saw her at the Hollywood Bowl. She's like very famous. She's crazy. She needs to stop going out in public as well. Her family <laughs> needs to stop sending, letting her do those things. She, um, you want to say Eartha Kitt? It's not Eartha Kitt. That's ludicrous. She's Batwoman. Um, Etta James. Yeah, Etta James. Thank you. I thought uh, she was yeah, dead. We so, so one one summer, my wife and I were living really, really close to the Hollywood Bowl, and um, they had like tickets that didn't sell. They would just sell the cheap seats for like. 10 bucks and we had, we were young and we didn't have any money. And so we bought tickets to like eight shows because they were like Whoa. 10 bucks each. And we went to like Cuban night at the Hollywood bowl. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know, Hollywood bowl is just like a really nice place to hang out and you can bring your own food and bring your own booze. It was a cheap date. So we went to go see Etta James and throughout the show, I mean, it still is a pretty legendary place. People still make like, you know, live videos there and stuff like that. She would be in the middle of a song and she would simulate, fellatio whoa um and she would be in the middle of a song and she would simulate masturbating oh my god and it was like you guys like you got can't let her go out and do this anymore this is really and i remember at the end um neither she nor her opening act could walk the guy who came out her opening act was a guy what's his name solomon something or other he was amazing he was this incredible old soul singer i was not familiar with him at all and he was on a throne the entire time because he was older and he was so large he'd become so large that he no longer bothered walking so they just put him in this chair and he retired from the chair and then she came out on a on a rascal (laughs) The streamers on oh, it. Oh, like she's shopping at Walmart. <laughs> Decorated. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I don't know. There have definitely been some crazy people. I can't, who is, I don't know. That's, uh, that's who really comes to mind. That's awesome. Um, what do you think about if this guy's crazy or not? So uh, a rabbi says COVID <laughs> vaccine will turn you gay. Yeah, of course it will. Okay. Why do you think they're giving it to everybody? Oh, shit. I, oh, I she, it. <laughs> she already had it. No, oh, really? It. Yeah. Is that why your bag's packed? Huh? Is that why your bag's yeah. packed up? Fuck. But yeah, anti-vaccine uh, views are, you know, regrettable. they're common these days. Everybody's got their own thing from people thinking that they're going to inject little robots into you that are going to reprogram your body and, you know, pretty soon. Sure. Yeah, all this crazy shit. But this guy actually thinks, you know, it, if you get the shot, it is going to turn you gay. Okay. Um, let's just, let's just, let's just spitball. What if it's true? 
what's so bad about that? Once you get over, you're like, you know, because everyone's like, oh, I don't want to be gay. You know, the anti-gay people are like, I don't want to be gay. And it's like, yeah, because you're not gay. If you were gay, you would dig dudes. So you would get in, you you would lean into the gay Mm -hmm. thing is what I'm saying. The, I don't want to be like like a Debbie Downer guy or just be the guy who's like needlessly cynical, but the world does seem like it's on a collision course with something really, really bad, and we just keep on doubling down population-wise every there generation. You go. If we all just woke up tomorrow and we were all gay, then the world could just gently wind <laughs> down. I mean, some people would still figure out a way probably from existing um, – Sperm. Well, there'd be plenty of sperm, I guess. People could still have children, right? Yeah. They'd still the wealthy people would still be able to figure out a way to, you know, in utero and you know, blah, 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 blah. but the the world's population would contract like ludicrously. We would just have enough children to take there care of go. all of us when we're old. Not such a great scenario for them, but it seems like a small price to pay for all of us just get to enjoy every bar becomes a gay bar. Like there's plenty of places for all of us to hang out. I, what would be so bad if we all became gay and then when we were all done, we just fucked off and gave nature a break from yeah. us? That's, I mean, yeah, population control. That's what I thought right away as soon as you started yeah. saying it. And yeah. um, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't have anything wrong with you know being gay or gay people in general. So I mean, it would be one fucking hell of a party. The thing is, is that. Do you really think, I mean, that this, like a vaccine could turn somebody gay? Sure. Yes. You, you do think that? <laughs> no. I, no. I Come on now. But this guy does. He says any vaccine made using this embryonic uh, substrate, mm-hmm. yeah, causes opposite tendencies. So, Does he have any helpful reminders tattooed on his hands? Mm. <laughs> I'll have to write. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. But it's backwards. It's the wrong <laughs> <Right>. one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. <sighs> so this next little thing that I got here, I uh, I thought of you, Tully, right away. Cool. And uh, not specifically you, but on the Jason Ellis show, you guys, I mean, do, and Kevin's usually the, the brunt of uh, these, you know, little stunts or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like, science experiments like he drank beer i think you know with his butt he did all sorts of weird stuff yep yeah and, and now his uh, butt's gay yeah <laughs> yep and especially you <laughs> shot it's his weird because the rest of him isn't it's it's hilarious <laughs> it's just his butt it's just like come on give me that dick um yeah. but uh this i thought of this because i thought this is something you could actually have kevin do on the show because it seems mm-hmm. like a very kevin thing um so this thing called parafit have you heard of this I don't know that I have. All right. So this is pretty sweet. So it's a Kegel exerciser. <laughs> and what you do is if you're a woman or if you're Kevin, you can put it yeah. in your vagina. And what it does is when you strengthen your vagina, so it connects to your phone to a video game. So when you do the exercises, you move the bird up and down as it's flying through the air. Okay. So, you know, it's like playing a video game with your vagina. I understand because that's the thing nowadays. Everybody wants to gamify everything because right. that's what makes it sticky. If I tell you just exercise your Kegels, like you'll do it today, you might do it tomorrow, but by the end of the week, are you going to actually listen when your phone tells you to just sit there and just go? Mm. 
probably not. You'll get bored. But if you gamify it, if you can get a better right, get a, a better score on Kegel birds than you did today <laughs> than you did yesterday, then you probably will still. I wish they do it. I wish they so, would have named it that. <laughs> Eagle birds. So, (laughs) um, I Kegel eagles. I like that better. Kegel Kegel eagles. (laughs) (laughs) So he has man kegels. We all have kegels. Right. Common misconception. So, but would it would is there a way that I don't understand exactly how the sensor works? I don't know if there's an insertion sensor kind of thing where you could just put it on his taint and it would pick up his his kegel action. It it looks like one of those small remote controlled vibrators. Yeah. So he puts it in his butt and yep. then he does kegels. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely, he's definitely up for that. Yeah. So, I mean, just right away I saw that today and I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Uh, it all comes down to the caliber of the game. <laughs> yeah. They said they're working on more, more games. So I mean, more titles. Um, right, yeah. right, right, right. Cause I think that's what it is. It's like when Atari first comes out, just the fact that it is a game is enough. And then everybody goes, wait a second, Pong sucks. And then you actually need to make real games. I think that's the future of the of the gamified Kegel exercise industry rests on the quality of the content, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're going to get, like you said, if you're just getting bored with your regular Kegels, how long are you going to be able to play Kegel Eagles? Yeah, to buy another week at most. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But... Uh, and then it's going to be the same thing with all online video games where you like you think you're pretty good at it, but then you start posting your scores online. You see some eight-year-old destroys you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but they're they're probably from another country. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, God. They buy them out of the vending machines. So, How dare you? Those are, those are very uncommon. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're usually in the dark, seedy basement places. Um, so yeah, now the next segment is what I like. Uh, it's, I, I have a fascination with what, like, you know, just like everybody else in the fucking world, but murder. I live in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer was here. Uh, we there. had, we had Ed Gein. It's a little segment, uh, I like to call. What the fuck is wrong with people? Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That I was, I was telling my wife that, uh, I was really thankful that, uh, Buffalo Bill and the guy that sang monster mash helped me out with that. So anyway, the monster mash guy is really good. His, yeah, I like his deep cuts. I, <laughs> I think the single is not representative of, his, of the whole album. Man, that's all I remember when I was a kid, I'd be driving in the car and this is when the oldies station, you know, was oldies. Now yeah. you like hear like nineties music on it, which is really weird, but yeah, we're old. Oh, yeah. but you know, my dad, that's all he would play was ninety or ninety. See what's happening to me. He would play the oldie station and it always yeah, my be, mom listened oh, to that stuff too. It'd be my dad and he'd always try to impersonate all of the, you know, he'd be like the monster mash and he'd be like singing it and like, oh man. But that's also my dad who would wake me up cause he was an alcoholic at like mm-hmm. seven in the morning downstairs playing trumpet to the Nirvana unplugged album. Wow. Well, it's like, it's like being somebody who's a bit slow. I, I the, if you're going to be slow, I want to be the happy kind of dumb. And if I'm going to be a drunk, I want to be the happy kind of drunk. Yeah. So whew, a Tennessee man, he, uh, he killed a young couple in front of their eight month old son. Dang. He, yeah. I mean that, if that's not just enough right there that like, I, anything to deal with kids and if the kids see it or if the kids, I just really pisses me off. But 
they the reason he killed these people is uh, because he, they deleted his daughter uh, on Facebook. Oh man, yeah, that's like the opening scene of like five slasher movies that I rented in the eighties strictly to see naked breasts. Right. Yeah, those are those. You know, I remember the first movie that I saw with naked breasts was Private Lessons. I don't know which one's that. I've seen so many movies that have private in the title from from the 80s. It's like private school, private resort. uh, It was uh, basically what it was is uh, some rich kid. It was like a nanny came and she basically, he was always like, oh man, I want to, I'm looking at playboys and I want to have sex. And then she like kind of corrupts them and blah, blah, blah. You know, like every, every one of those. Yep, yep, yep. No, I'm a I'm a connoisseur of the genre of tit movies. One time I met Lou Diamond Phillips. And I <laughs> just talked to him about the tit movie he was in called nice. Dangerous Touch, and he was not happy to be talking to me. He was on broad he was at broad on Broadway at the time. It was like a career highlight. He would just start in the revival of The King and I, and everyone was like, Forget Yule Brenner, Lou Diamond is the king of Siam. And I met him outside and I was like drinking a forty on the street and I was like, Lou Diamond Phillips, and he's like, Hi, I'm Lou, I'm Lou Diamond. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I saw a movie you made and I really liked it. And he's like, oh, great, kid. And I'm like, it's called Dangerous Touch. And he's like, oh, fuck, I gotta go. The only thing creepier is if you would have been, dude, I loved at 23 minutes and 42 seconds. Like, that was the greatest. I told him, I really did. I, this is all true. I was like, I was like, I'm kind of a connoisseur of the genre. And I was like, you guys, because it really was like, Every something stupid happened constantly. Like usually those movies have like lulls and his, it was like either there was naked breasts or he was like ODing or he was like punching a mirror or something. And it just, it kept on giving. And I was like, I want to let you know, you may not have really wanted to be making dangerous touch, but I can tell you put your heart and soul into it. And, and he's like, yeah, I gotta go kid. Oh man. And he, he, he like stiff armed you as he walked by. No, he's Lou diamonds, a pro Lou diamonds, a pro. I yeah. Has he done anything lately? He's still alive, right? What is Lou Diamond? What is he doing? I don't know. That's a because hmm. he was he was a has been. You know, he did the eighty stuff. He was oh, why couldn't it have been you, Bob? He was in La Bamba, <laughs> yeah, and he was, he was in Young Guns and whatever else he wow. did. Stand and Stand and Deliver, I think he was in. And then it was just like he was a brat pack guy that went down to nothing. And that's how you end up doing Cinemax movies that you direct mm. that I see called Dangerous Touch. And that was going to be the story of Lou Diamond. And then he did this Broadway thing and it really was like wow. his career. This And then, so he, he, he really did get a second chance at it. Um, keep talking. I'm going to IMDB Lou Diamond here. All right. Lou Diamond. So, um, Amanda, what, uh, is there any band out there that, or let's say musical artist that you, uh, would be so upset that you couldn't go see that you would kill for? I don't think so. No, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Cause this is the thing. A lot of people don't realize this and they're like, you're a musician. And I'm like, yeah, but I hate live music. Like I can't stand going to see concerts anymore unless I can sit in the VIP section away from all the morons. Yeah, I was going to say, I like live music. I just don't like being around the people. Yeah. Like the last time. Really? I, I'd rather go to a concert. I don't want to go to and be VIP than go to yep. a concert. I mm-hmm. want to. It's so sad, but it's true. Yep. And it just annoys the hell out of me. And, uh, but uh, it's this guy. So, and this is funny because it's right next door to us. A Chicago man. He admitted to authorities that he had fatally stabbed his 61 year old mother because she refused to get him tickets to Avril Lavigne. Oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah. You're not even allowed to stand near her. 
No, I know. That's what I've heard. And she's back now, though. She just, uh, John Feldman just produced a song with her and Modson. And I think they're- Oh, really? Yeah. Well, now she's old enough that she's like, uh, like for a younger generation, she's the music that they grew up on kind of thing. It's, I like two uh, Avril Lavigne songs. So, I mean, I wouldn't murder to go see her, but I would, <laughs> I'll shove you out of the way if I know that she's going to play both. <laughs> If I know that she's going to play both complicated and I'm with you. Do you know the song I'm with you? Oh, it's yeah. terrific. I'm with Fucking awesome yeah. song. Yeah. Skater that, Boy's shit, but yeah. Uh, Demon Phillips was in an Imagine Dragons music video that had one B billion views on YouTube. Whoa. Oh, but other than that, he's not doing it. You know who watched, you know, who is probably half of that billion was people ages, kids ages from like six to 12. That's a good point. Does it really matter if the kid watched like a like a Fortnite video before they watched your music video? And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. My son may have put like half a million on. Right. He did like yeah. He did like an Imagine Dragons. Good point. Yeah. Right. Yep. Actual people don't like them. As children. <laughs> I. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Now Lou Diamond Phillips did The King and I in Australia in 2014. Um, huh. he, that's all he's got. And he played the night stalker. Wow. It's over for Lou diamond Phillips, man, man. But, uh, yeah. So this guns, is- three old guns. <laughs> oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Just call it that old young guns. guns, three old, old guns. guns. <laughs> 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 the bullet holes go through the screen. I love it. <laughs> uh, but to make it even worse. So this guy killed his 61 one year old mother because she wouldn't get him tickets to Avril Lavigne. This guy is 35 years old. You can get your own damn tickets to Avril Lavigne. Right. They can't you- be that expensive. Like he's probably spends all, well, this is what I picture. He's in his mom's basement watching Avril Lavigne videos. He's got Avril Lavigne pictures and posters and all sorts of crazy shit. Cardboard cutout because no 35 year old guy is going to go stab his 61 year old mother to death just because she didn't get him Avril Lavigne tickets. That guy's No, this guy was going to stab somebody over something. Yeah. I mean that, oh my God. Well, I guess it does, you know, it's got to be bipolar or... Man, he hit her twice with a bottle of champagne. I mean, and then stabbed her nine times in the back. Dang. Wow. Yeah, that's uh it's kind of sad, really. Yeah. I mean, see, music. See what it does? Jesus. Yeah. Avril Lavigne does that to people too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That new song she did with Mod Son. I mean, I'm a huge John Feldman fan and because he's produced so much great stuff that yeah. it Anything he produces, I listen to because I love the sound that he gets. And it is just amazing that uh, he made Avril Lavigne and like Mod Son the way he sang. I didn't even know he sang like he did in this song. And it's pretty good. Like, I'm with you good? <laughs> I don't know if it's Nothing that good. Nothing can be that good. <laughs> yeah, come on. That song is like straight up legitimate, like like say anything. I want I want my wife to come outside of our window and hold up a <laughs> The best, I that's think, how, that's how good that song is. I think what makes it is her Canadian twang, right at that. It's true, right at that change. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. There's a uh, frequently the best part of her song is because she's kind of not the most distinctive vocalist of all time, and she doesn't write her stuff or anything. Is the you know take off all your preppy clothes? Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> that's the best part is that she's like this like 
trashy little Canadian mall person. Yeah. So I got one more of these and then we'll move on and then we'll almost be uh, we'll almost be done and out of here. But a uh, Kentucky man, he was uh, apparently so enraged. I'm going to leave this part out because I want you guys to kind of guess what you think it is. He was so enraged because um, his wife did something, right? That he went on a bloody rampage, killing five people, including his wife and stepdaughter, before turning the gun on himself. So authorities said that uh, he grabbed a shotgun before fatally shooting his wife and uh, some other neighbors. Uh, surprisingly, they live in a trailer park. I mean, that's, uh, you know, nothing wrong with trailer parks, but nah, not a surprise to me. And uh, then he killed himself. Then the police got there. They heard one gunshot. Um, he did kill one of the people in front of their seven-year-old daughter, which is ridiculous. Where are you finding all these articles? Everybody's killing well, people in front of children. That's the whole point. What the fuck is wrong with these people? I mean, I can't even imagine. I have a hard time. My daughter like sees a ladybug on the ground, and I have a hard time. She's like, ah, don't hurt it. Man. I got to like put it outside, you know? I know. I have a hard enough time murdering people in cold blood when there aren't children around. Right. Well, it, sometimes it yeah. depends on the situation. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I always say anybody could just snap. I said that yesterday, like you could come home, your wife is in bed with another guy or you're, you know, the opposite or way around or whatever the case is. And you're just so enraged that you just go off and you accidentally kill somebody. That's like one of my worst fears. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I think we all take it for granted. It's like in the same way that you, you, everybody knows that their physical health is like, you know, you, you just, this is a, this is a dark thing, but it's true. You might have like a fatal cancer germinating inside of you right now. We all might, you probably don't, but you, you could in the same way you could have some sort of mental imbalance thing. It's not unheard of for people to be lead normal lives. And then all it takes is like 1% less of one of the hormones or the blah, blah, blahs or some receptor to stop firing off. And then you lose touch with reality. I mean, it is a, uh, it is, it is a, uh, a precarious balancing act that both our bodies and our minds are doing at all times. So yes, we could all just, go crazy you probably won't but you could i definitely i've had enough like episodes of where i got a little squirrely for a couple mm -hmm. weeks to where i'm like oh it wouldn't take much more than that for me to be like an insane person that i guess i do take my basic general mental health for uh for for granted i take it for granted i'm gonna say this guy's wife bought the wrong flavor of doritos oh you're pretty close um steakums <laughs> i was gonna say like something like turned off the football game or something like that mm, that's close but he was pretty pissed off because she uh served him a plate of cold eggs yeah that's gross <laughs> it's really gross Those aren't very good yeah i mean if she didn't serve them to him within 30 seconds of taking them out of the pan they're going to be cold no matter what true True, true. But she she should have known who she was dealing with right. when that guy wants eggs. You gotta she's just you gotta lazy. prioritize getting those from pan plan pan to plate to mouth, or right. else there will be a reckoning. Well, that solves that. She was just lazy. That's she sounds like she had a death wish to me. Yeah, but uh, all right. So we got one little tiny segment left, and uh, Valentine's Day is next weekend, right? Next about, week. About the card today. Oh, yeah. you did. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. Um, I was going to, my, our youngest, she's five. She, uh, she loves the Aquabats. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Mm -hmm. Yep. So uh, they, they have a song called super rad. And I noticed on their website, they had, you know, you're super rad Valentine's card. And I almost bought it for her, but I think mm -hmm. I'll just 
make it. <laughs> oh, I'm going big here because I have a two-year-old daughter, and she's like fully like she thinks like like Minnie Mouse is her spirit animal, and you know everything is like if you give her something, she's like for me, Aww. and she'll never she'll never be this big of a dope about how you know what I mean. Like she understands love as like the love between Mickey and Minnie Mouse, so like there's never. Been, there'll never be a time in her life where she will geek out harder on like getting like a heart shaped box of chocolates and Aww. and a bouquet, you know. So I'm actually me and my son are going to do the whole silly thing for her and, and her cool. mom because and it's mainly it's mainly for her because she she's gonna she she loves she's in love with being in love. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. My our uh, our five year old, she's super smart, and so I don't think she was serious. I think she was just fucking with me because. I'm super sarcastic and it's definitely rubbing off on her. And she, mm-hmm. the other day said, Oh, Minnie mouse. And she's like, Mickey. And I'm like, yeah, Mickey. And she's like, he's a bear. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? She's like, yeah. I'm like, it's not Mickey the bear. I'm like, it's Mickey mouse. <laughs> right. And I was totally baffled because I, I'm like, we've been to Disney world and like, we've done yeah. like what I'm pretty sure she was fucking with me. Probably. It's right there in the name. I, I know. I'm like, it's not Mickey Bear. Like, what the fuck is happening? You know what I notice on when my daughter watches Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? Because you, you kind of tune out the show after the 15th time you've seen the same episode and you start lose, you know, looking at the details. Their, um, their mouse tails kind of invo- involuntarily just kind of like do this little like wavy <laughs> flick thing from time to time, which like mice don't do that, do they? I don't. That's, that's like a... It's like a dog thing. Yeah, a dog or a cat thing when they're laying in your bed and they whap you in the fucking face with their tail. Yeah. Yeah, it's odd. It completely takes me out of the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse episode. Yeah, our daughter, I'm sick of, she watches all these YouTube videos. I know. uh, Like all these annoying, like, I mean, it was Ryan's World for a long time. Uh, Oh, we skipped that shit. Fuck that kid. Oh, thank God. And then it was Blippi. And then it was, Oh wow. You guys have gotten a real, you guys, yeah. it's a hard road. You guys have walked Blippi's Blippi's abysmal. Yeah. And I, I mean, I showed my uh, wife, Amanda here, the, uh, the Blippi video um, before he was Blippi. So, yeah. The pooping one. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. But, I, 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 Blippi just like uh, the monster mash guy. I preferred his earlier stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, it's so funny. All I can picture is my dad's voice. Anytime I hear monster mash and it's like, he always just wanted to do these stupid impressions and they just sucked so bad. But and all I can picture when I see Blippy is him shitting on his friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, some things are better than others, but uh, so, all right, these are Valentine's day is next weekend. Mm-hmm. I have these Valentine horror stories, just a couple of them. They're pretty funny. Just wanted to, you know, read them, kind of get your guys' input, you know, the whole spiel. So basically, uh, this lady says, or a lady, I don't know how old she is. So I was a freshman in, in what, what? I was a freshman in college, and my boyfriend wanted a blowjob. You know, she's done other stuff she said before, but she was still learning her way around the bases. A cool older girl offered a lot of advice about oral sex. Pretend his junk is an ice cream cone, she said. Now, okay, I'm stopping right there. Is, does that make sense to you? No. Okay, because I that makes no sense to me. She said, play with his balls and also wake him up with a blowjob. He'll love it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I decided to give him his first blowjob as a Valentine's Day gift. Okay, so this is... 
The night before Valentine's Day, she was so excited. She said she waited up all night and then she couldn't fall asleep and blah, 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 waiting for him to fall asleep. And then he finally fell asleep and she's like, I'm going to go for it. So he, he, you know, she puts him in her mouth and he's getting hard, she says, and getting harder. And he seems to be getting into it, right? And all of a sudden he wakes up in shock. And in one lightning fast reflex, sits upright and punches her right in the face. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Guys like blowjobs to being blowjobbed awake, but not the first one. <laughs> right. <laughs> you need to have, that's better for like your established blowjob partners. Oh, uh, so I mean, I, I just love picturing this. Like she's like, okay. And she's like, you know, gently grabbing it and like whatever. And then he just sits up and decks her right in the <laughs> nose. Yeah. Oh. Well, he's probably gone to like a, like a, like a, like an all boys school or something. And that, that <laughs> meant something totally different to him when it happened when he was at right. summer camp. And then uh, they went to the campus health center where they spent the day uh, having her nose reset and explaining it wasn't domestic violence. Cause yeah, <laughs> I could see that. And then uh, for dinner, he took her to Taco Bell. So that's cool. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Girls definitely are ahead of guys in terms of sentimentality and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Some guys never get there, but most guys don't get there when they're in college. Oh, God. I mean, I, that just cracks me up. Then this other girl, they were out to dinner, and uh, her fiancé leaned across the table to romantically feed me a piece of dessert. But in the process, he knocked the candle over onto her freshly gelled hair. Ooh, that's not good. She ended up in the hospital after her hair caught fire. She, uh, they did give her a free meal. And, uh, well, there you go. Cool. You just got to get some third degree burns and you get some free food. That's pretty cool. That reminds me of, this was a guy, but he and I were getting along really, really well. And I thought we were going to be friends. <laughs> I just met him. He was like a, a friend of a friend and like, we were really vibing really well. And I was like, this guy's going to be my friend. And, uh, and, uh, it was an open bar. It was like one of these concert things that you don't want to go to, but you're on a list. So you go, Oh and, yeah. Oh, we were drinking the drinks and eating. It was like passing hors d'oeuvres around. And I remember he, I was just swallowing something as he said something that I found really funny. And I like, <laughs> cough choked on it and we because it was loud because we were at some music thing we were like really close to each other and i literally spat spat the entire bite all over his his face and i just met him that day that i don't think i don't think he was going to give me a blowjob so no well you if he was not anymore you fucked that up so it was funny because he tried to be like he knew it was an accident and he knew that it wasn't like a preventable accident you know it was just this weird fluky once in a lifetime kind of thing but he couldn't not be Angry, and that's oh. what I knew that we weren't going to be. <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, Never saw him again. That it reminds me of a story. I was playing some pickup basketball, and it was my my friend and I, and we never met these guys, and we're playing and playing, and I don't know what the hell I it just I had to spit, and I like went to go spit on the ground, but I accidentally just spit all over this guy's oh. shirt, all over him, and I am very surprised he didn't like stop and like punch me in the face yeah i have a scar i don't know if you can see oh yeah it's right around there okay I, went, I was playing pickup basketball and i went up for a rebound and so did some really uncoordinated guy it's <laughs> like his his that's his tooth oh my god uh, yeah he like bit my head <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i lost just, his tooth and I got, holy I got shit that. yeah that's got to be pretty hard to lose a tooth fuck i ball hard yeah you were going straight yeah. to the hole like Billy Howell. 
I, I, I stat pad pretty aggressively. I'm like Russell Westbrook. It was very important <laughs> for me to get that triple double. <laughs> oh fuck. But yeah, she ended up in the hospital. Obviously her hair caught on fire. So that sucks. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, this is, let's see. Okay. They got two more here. These are pretty good. So uh, my college boyfriend gets his buddy to let us uh, use his parents' house, his fancy New York apartment. Ooh. So they make dinner and they get naked and they start rolling around on the floor. Now, do you, I don't know. Do you ever really roll around? If there's a bearskin rug, I think you're supposed to be naked and rolling. Okay. I, I just, Otherwise, no. Yeah. I, I just picture like, you know, like doing log rolls across the floor. <laughs> like, ah, I'm getting tangled up. Somebody gets an elbow to the face. It just doesn't sound right. But anyway. Um, but this friend's parents, they have cats. And uh, she's horribly allergic to cats. Oh. So she starts sneezing and her eyes are tearing up. She's determined to ignore it because she wants to have the best, best sex of her life. Oh, yeah. Then her vagina must have been exposed to some kitty fur because it starts to swell up. Okay. Well, you know, some people pay for toys to do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, I don't see a problem here. Would you stop right away? No. Okay. All right. And we go. <laughs> I never. Uh, she said she's never seen anything like it before. Uh, naturally, she said the Valentine's Day fun stopped right there. There's a pussy joke in here somewhere. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to. Yeah, it's it's probably a good one too. But yeah, I don't see it a problem. I'll, I'll email you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just out of nowhere, I'm just gonna get yeah. a, a joke. Uh-huh. About, oh yeah. God. The Kegel Eagles. Yeah. Right. That 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 should be a. Yeah, that, you that, need to trademark that. That should be a sport, like a sports team name. Imagine that, like a high school, yeah. the Kegel oh, Eagles. Right. Oh, maybe it's not too late for the Girls Redskins. Football. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, the, the Kegel Skins. I mean, <laughs> the Kegel Skins? <laughs> that sounds like something horrible I mean, at a bad yeah. restaurant. I mean, I don't know. The Kegel Skins. I'd like to get the Kegel Skins with bacon and cheese. Oh, God. Mm. All right. So this is the last one here. She met a guy. They were singing karaoke at a bar, right? And then uh, he texted something like, hey, let's hang out on Friday. She thought, hey, what a bold move. Ooh, this guy's dangerous. Valentine's Day, first date. Why not? So she met him at a bar and during a snowstorm and ended back at his place pretty early. Maybe 9 o'clock p.m. We walked in and his brother is super stoned on the couch. Okay, that's cool. Three seasons of Bones DVDs scattered around them. So we got a little bit of, uh, what's that? Zoe Dachanel's sister and uh, the guy that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what her name is, but. No. And then, uh, so <laughs> they go into the kitchen and the date pulls out a bong that's like as tall as she is. She's like, I don't smoke much weed, but that's cool. So they smoke a bunch of weed. And then this is the best part. And this is what really drew me towards this. Uh, I can't see straight, at which point he puts on a CD of his own really bad folk acoustic band. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, so that doesn't get any better than that. She said, it's so loud and I'm so high. And I finally say, let's go to the bedroom just to get away from the music. Uh, They start making out, mostly to kill some time, I guess. Well, she's pretty into it already. And they're completely naked, or he's completely naked. She's completely clothed. She basically ignores his nudity, which is easy because, you know, it's a pretty limp situation. Ooh. And then uh, he's on top of me and gazes deep into my stoned eyes. I haven't been able to keep it up since going on antipsychotics oh, after no. my psychotic break during an LSD trip. Oh, oh God. So 
she uh wonder there's huh. the bones joke in here somewhere yeah, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Whew. so basically uh she can you know she she's like i wonder whether a man like that should smoke so much weed you know obviously mixing you know that's not a yeah. good idea but totally. she uh continues to give his flaccid penis a hand job she says there's nothing sadder than a flaccid hand job it was uh Agreed. Laborious and mechanical. She said, I listened <laughs> like to bones. playing with the fidget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. She's like, I listened to bones the whole time. Then she laid there for 15 minutes, and she was still too high to drive, but she pretended she was fine. She went out to her car to sober up. And because it's better than the scene inside, you know, she sat there in the freezing cold. He still messages her on Facebook. And uh, guess what he sends her? Dick pics? <laughs> nope. Invitations to see his band play. Oh yeah, one of those guys. Right, 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 right. That yeah, nothing, nothing that can ever happen between the two of you disqualifies you from being on the mailing list. Oh, <laughs> like that. Mailing list. I still get emails from uh, bands from a mailing list from a long time ago that I'm like, I don't even think I put my name on your fucking list. Yep. Yeah, oh, mailing lists. Good times. Bad memories. Bad yeah, memories. I, I had a mailing list when we actually mailed things. Yep, so did we, man. I remember putting the stamps on all the goddamn postcards. God damn it. Oh, I I always joke around I was going to write a book called Music Ruined My Life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's satire because I had a lot of great times. I got to do a lot of things a lot of people didn't get to do. Um, and... Uh, but it would just be a collection of musicians' stories and my stories and stuff with just all the crazy shit you saw and how, you know, you weren't there for certain family events and you weren't there for certain things because, you know, you had to try to make it big and, you know, go on a tri-state tour in a van with, you know, your buddies. Right. Yep, 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 yep. But get that out of your system in your 20s. I know. That's what I always said. Some people do it smart. They go to college and then start playing, but some most people do it the opposite and screw up their whole life. Yeah. Wah, wah. yeah. But anyway, hey, I really appreciate you coming on, my man. Yeah, sure. Uh, um, is there where can people find you? What uh where do they go? What do they do and how do they do it? Uh you know, I'm not that hard to find. Well, there's a filmmaker named Mike Tully. Don't don't find him instead. Oh. I have nothing I have nothing against the guy, but as long as you, if you find a Mike Tully that did not make a movie called Ping Pong Summer, ah, oh, damn it! The right, I got it right, right here. Place. What's that? I got it right here. Ping Pong Summer 2014. Yeah, I think it was very well reviewed. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's doing well. One time, somebody called me from a Planned Parenthood in Georgia, and they said that um, my script had printed out there, <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, no. Not me, but I know. And now I actually have a mutual friend with him. So every wow. now and again, every, every now and again, we get some wacky mix-ups in our in our emails between people. Who, so as long <laughs> as you're not the guy who made, if you've got a movie script at a Planned Parenthood, that's not me. Uh, Otherwise, I'm at Tully on Twitter and I'm at Tully Wood on Instagram, and I'm I'm sure you'll be able to figure out where to take it from there if you're so inclined. Yeah, awesome. Well, hey man, thanks again. For coming on. Yeah, man. And uh, all right, that'll do it. Thanks to my co-host, Amanda. Thanks to my guest, uh, Michael Telly. Make sure you check. Go Packers, go Badgers. Uh, Oh, Packers. Make sure you check out all this stuff. Thanks to Black Label Audio and Video for producing all this content and making me sound good. And oh, hey, thanks to Adam Haynes for having me on his podcast. Till next time, people. (laughs) 